0: You're listening to the Jerry and Jacoby podcast, Success Without Sacrifice, a podcast by two entrepreneurs at different stages of life, sharing real life experiences, managing a successful business and family life. It's honest talk about lessons learned, balancing family, faith, business, and personal growth on the journey of making our dreams a reality. Now, here are your hosts, Jerry and Jacoby. Alright, so we'll get started here. I am excited to have one of my really good friends and uh, now a fellow realtor here on the podcast, <laughs> Success Without Sacrifice. And so today it's just going to be me and Matt here talking. Jerry, he's feeling a little bit under the weather, so it's just going to be us talking here, having a conversation But uh, we're going to have a real good time and we'll be wishing Jerry the best for sure and going to miss him for sure on this episode. It's the first time I've ever done an episode without my sidekick, Jerry. So (laughs) no pressure. Yeah, no pressure at all. But I'll also be thinking he his mind's always in my head. He's all he's got a few things that he does that uh, definitely adds to the to the conversation here. So I'll throw some of those jerryisms in here. But uh yeah, so I got Matt here with me. He's my really good, really good friend. We've become uh really close here lately. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. He is a very, very interesting guy, he's a funny guy <laughs> as well, but uh Gonna let him introduce himself, and then you know I'm gonna give a couple of things about him as well. But uh, tell tell the audience here who you are, Matt, and kind of what you got going on, and then we'll get started.
1: Yeah, um, well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on and to to talk and just have a good conversation about life and success and all that. So this is like I thrive in in, in stuff like this. So I'm Matt New, recently become a realtor, as Jacoby just said. Uh, I'm also a musician, artist trying to make an album right now. I've got a wife, two boys, so I'm a family guy as well. Just balancing life. And, uh, you know, I'm not, (laughs) I've listened to some of the podcasts and it's like, I'm a doctor or I'm a whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm that new. And I just, (laughs) I dropped out of college my first month and instantly became a dad and a husband at 18. So that's the interesting side of me. But man, again, just thanks for having me on. I'm excited for the conversation.
0: Yeah, perfect. So we'll, we'll, we're will we going to dive into all of that stuff. The one thing I really like about uh, I love about you is just that you're real, you know what I mean? And so uh, I think everybody really relates with that and just like the realism that's there, because we always have this grandiose idea of what our life should look like. And we have these plans and then it's like, oh, now I've been hit with this situation, <laughs> I guess. uh life just got real and uh, plans just kind of changed, you know, so I'll be excited to get into that stuff. But the first question that I always like to ask all our guests, so the name of the podcast is success without sacrifice. And what we mean by that is like, everybody wants success, right? You're always and you're always going to have to sacrifice something in order to get success. Like it is being successful is hard, but we like to highlight the fact of we want to be successful without sacrificing the things we love the most. And so whenever you hear success without sacrifice, like what comes to mind for you and what do you think of like initially?
1: My mind initially goes to defining success which is is actually really in my world. I'm 30 now, so I spent my entire 20s trying to define success. And I would, I'd say in the past two or three years, that success, that the definition of success has really changed I and mean, it's flipped in my world. I spent majority of my 20s thinking success was a destination, the place that I arrive. Uh, But I'm slowly starting to realize that success is the journey. It's the everyday, it's the boundaries, it's the tools we put in place. It's how we manage our time. It's, it's, it is the journey. And so, man, every test I take, like I'll take all these like leadership tests or these personality tests and every single one of them or like the Enneagram, it's like, be careful. Like you are obsessed with your future. Like you have to bring it back to reality. And it just defines me so well. And so I think when I first hear that question, I think of how how do we define success? And again, I would say success is found in the everyday. It's found in the process. It's found in again, boundaries, so that I don't have to sacrifice the things I love to get what I believe in. I immediately think of my family. I think of my boys. I've got two boys, 10 and 7. I think of my wife. I think a lot of times we think that successful people are the people that have all the money, the best houses, the best career. And we think of those people working 100-hour weeks, 150-hour weeks, and they have no time for anything. And they've sacrificed everything to get what they want. And I've just found that just not to be true. Success, when I've, I guess, felt the most successful or feel like I'm walking in success is uh, when I walk that out with my family and with my boys. So I could go on and on about that. But that's the first thing I think of is we don't have to sacrifice everything. Like Obviously, there's things to sacrifice. Comfort (laughs) is one of them. And that's a big deal for me is, is sacrificing comfort, but we don't have to sacrifice everything we love in order to get what we want. So, yeah, I think that's, that's just generally what comes to mind when you ask me that question.
0: Yeah. I love that. There's, there's a common theme when we talk to people, it's there, there's a few things in most of the people that we bring on that we've been interviewing now they've, they've actually put some real thought behind like where they're going and what they're doing. But it's, that's the thing is like, they figure out what they want and they figure out what's most important to them. And then they make decisions kind of based in off that. And so when you say like, immediately, what you think about is, you know, your wife and your two, your two boys, and you're just, you know, you're making decisions and doing your life based off of that. Also, like you said, like doing life with them, that's success too, which is like super, super cool. Yeah. So awesome, man. Well, tell us, I think uh, we didn't announce, so like obviously you are an artist, but you also had the opportunity to go on a show that some people might know about. It's called The Voice, right? And so, <laughs> I'd really like to hear your thoughts on like even in success in that in that realm, right? Because I actually was there with you on one of the times that you went on the show, and so it was really cool to get a back like the behind the scenes, look at kind of what goes on and how things are done and all that. And so what are your thoughts as far as success in that sense? Because going on that show, I would say that is a success. You have to be a phenomenal artist or a phenomenal vocalist just to get on the show to even be considered. And so uh, just kind of give us like your, your thoughts around that and like how that process kind of went.
1: Well, man, that process was incredible. I actually did it twice. So in 2017, I went out there and I didn't get a chair turn. So I, I got a blind audition, and I initially didn't get a chair turn. And man, that's what I'm talking about with success has just been flipped on its head in my world because leaving that season, having not gotten a chair turn, and being on that plane ride back to Midland, other than Midland, being on that plane ride was like the loneliest, just. God, I can't. I I I'm just going back to how I felt. Just thinking, man, it's all over. I screwed this up. I'm not good enough. I've spent so much of my life just pouring into this, and I just gotta know. You know what I mean? It's it's all kind of worthless. There's so many artists out there, and and I'm just a little fish in a big pond, and I'm just worthless, man. I just remember those thoughts just flooding. But I had a decision to make, and and to me, that's another definition of success. Was the decision to say the fact that I'm even putting myself out there potentially to fail is success. Cause now even having gone through that and then going through it the second time, the second time was way better. I got three chair turns got to end up with John legend, which was like a a dream of mine. Like that was awesome. But getting the chair turn necessarily wasn't like that was a success, but the success was sitting in that plane ride, going home and sitting right now I'm sitting in my studio and sitting in front of my computer and just going, I'm not going to give up. Like, I'm going to keep pressing on and putting myself back in the situation of potential failure. Like, <laughs> it's, it's kind of weird. Like, I love, I love being in situations where I could potentially fail, and, which I'm not going to get into the definition of, of failure. But to me, even failing is success because failing is just learning and it's growing. And so, man, the voice was just, it, it's just an incredible experience. And you're right. You got to be there with me. <laughs> we all felt like movie stars for like a day. <laughs> it was so fun. Mm-hmm. And so, man, just going back to it, it's the process It is the, it's. Everybody sees a chair turn. They see the a minute and a half clip of me and my family and, and all of that. But what they don't see is every day every single day sitting in my office and warming up and practicing and trying things and obsessing over the smallest details. I'll say this too. I've been, I've been doing some vocal lessons for people and uh, I, I tell every single student, like what you see is Matt leading on a Sunday at church or you see Matt on the voice. What you don't see is the everyday grind of showing up. And so, yeah, man, it taught me so much. I could, I could ramble on for the next two hours, but I don't think your listeners want to hear that.
0: Yeah, that's really good, man. I think, I think there's a nugget in there that you, you really talked about. So, and I think it's kind of comes back to what you talked about is success is the journey, right? And so I kind of had a similar situation where I I had the opportunity to play in the NFL, to try out in the NFL and I, I didn't make it, you know? And so the one thing you come to realize is that, at least for me, I don't know if you had this experience, but the, the thing that I came to realize is that there are a lot of guys out there that are really, really good for football at football. Like yeah. I was good here in my hometown. I was good in college, but once you get past that point, there's a whole another level of people who are either just as good as you or even better than you. And so for one, there's a mental for one, there's a mental aspect of that. So like a lot of times you have your friends and family saying like, oh, you're the best. Like you're so good. And then you actually go and you're in it. And then you go, man, like I see everybody thinks I'm good, but like I'm actually in here. And and for me, it was like, dude, this guy is 6'5", 290 pounds. And he's just as fast as me. Like there's some mentals (laughs) that go on there, you know? And so that's one question that I'd like to ask you too, is like, how did you have, was that a kind of a case for you like the mental aspect of it, because I think that is really the big defining difference between people who are good, great, average, and they're like really exceptional. So, what like did you have that experience, or kind of walk us through that?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny is the the worst place that you can put an artist is in the middle of a competition. Like it's it just NFL is different. Like you you that you're that is the competition. You're competing when it comes to music it's detrimental to me. It's detrimental to artists. Everybody talks about this being in a room where I have to compete against you <laughs> because art is so subjective and it's, it's, there is no, it's like, how do you define winning and all that? And so, man, I, again, I, I talk about the experience of the voice because it was the scariest thing I've ever done because it's it's the most exposing thing I've ever done. And one of our biggest fears is is to be exposed. It's my biggest fear is to be exposed as a fraud. It's like, wow, that's what you do? Like, And so one moment I can remember was before you walk out on the stage, man, you've got cameras and producers and they've just done your makeup and your hair and you've got your wardrobe and you're, you're standing behind these double doors and the crowd is silent you can't see in the room you know the coaches are in there and you've got a producer that's like all right man you're a minute out you're a minute out and you're just it's just dead silent and it's all about you at that moment and i remember thinking gosh i just 50% of me wants to leave and just walk out cuz it's this is just hard but the other 50% was like this is what you worked for and it's such a battle You know, I found myself, I'm like, can I just go to the bathroom? Like, (laughs) can we like hold it off for two minutes? But man, when those doors open and they count you down 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, and those doors open and it's a quiet crowd and you've got your coaches turned to the back and you've got your cues to walk up on stage and stand on your X and then you'll hear your first drum kick in. Golly, I'm just sitting here just, just reminiscing of that moment of, in my mind, I had made up, I will not fail. Like, if I don't get a chair turn, I'm going to go out doing my best. I'm not going to get a chair turn because I'm nervous or I'm scared. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not get a chair turn because they just don't like my voice. And having made that up in my mind, I think it's it's crazy, man. As soon as the music started, I I lost all fear. It was just, I just went for it. And it was, man, I, I don't even know how to describe that feeling. It's it's terrifying, but again, it's 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 making up my mind. And I talk to uh, artists about this all the time, and and people that I I train vocally. Ninety percent of singing is mental. It's all it's getting out of your head. It's being confident in what you've been given. I I believe singing is a gift. Obviously, we cultivate that gift, but I believe it's it's been given to us by God, and we're doing a disservice if we take the gifts that God's given us and squander them out of fear. You know what I mean? Like that's a disservice to the gifter and the gift. And so, man, I just made up, I can't pinpoint, I I don't even know that I could train this, but it's just a, it's a mental state of going, I'm not going to go out fearful. I'm going to go out doing my best and giving it my all. That's
0: awesome, because that's really all you can do, right? You have no control. It's interesting that you say for an artist, that's the uh, worst thing you can do for them is put them in a competition. So for me, everything's a competition, right? It's, it's yeah. competition is actually good in the in the circles that I'm in. So it's really interesting to hear how the different aspects of that comes in, because that's really the only thing you can do. You, you can only do the best that you can do, and you can only prepare and what I like what you said there is like you you had been working before all that happened. So really, you had the chair turned before the chair actually turned. You do the work before the actual performance, right? Which we yeah. talk about a lot about that in jujitsu. It's like when you go to your match, you've won the match based off the training you did the weeks prior, you don't win the match on that day, right? And so that's, that's a, a really good tenant. I think you, I think you've got there. The only other question I have on you on that is Was your mindset the same both times you went? Did you, did you have that same mindset the first time you went? And maybe is that the difference in the, in the outcomes or do you, is there anything there?
1: Oh man, the first time I went, my mindset was this is unknown. Again, what you said, it's, it's the, 300 pound dude that's like fast and he's just as fast as you that's how I felt it's it's you have for those of you that don't know you go and you live in LA for a month to prepare for the show and they've basically narrowed down from 50,000 contestants all over the US like big stadium like think American Idol type stuff they narrow that down to 100 people that are going to blind audition and so when you're in a room like you're in a room with like best of the best and you start to quickly realize. Man, Midland thinks I'm awesome. <laughs> like, Midland is what, A 100,000 people, maybe a little more. Midland thinks I'm awesome. But and Odessa. you get to LA yeah, and Odessa. Odessa yeah, yeah okay. awesome I'll too. have Odessa in there too. But then you go to LA and you meet people from all over, and you're like, holy crap, these people have put just the same amount of time in. So my mentality the first time was very unaware. It was. It was not a lion mentality. I like to use that phrase, that lion just attack. Like I'm I'm here in confidence. I'm here to I'm here to do my best. It was very much withdrawn and like I hope I'm good enough. Whereas the second time was totally flipped. It was you invited me out because the producer reached out to me the second time. You invited me out. I'm here for a reason. I've put in the work. I felt prepared. I wasn't I wasn't scared of what I of like succumbing to the elements because I knew what the elements were I just I had that lion attack again I'm 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 here to to move on you know what I mean Oh yeah <laughs> and sure. again the success I ended up getting a chair turn and then I ended up losing my battle my wife and kids when I lost my battle they all cried you know oh dad is is sad but to be honest with you I wasn't sad like I I was it a bummer that I didn't move on absolutely but the win for me was now I know I have what it takes and I can't wait to get back home and put in the work and to keep it going. Like I, I that that was my I had no the plane ride was way different than the first time. I yeah, guess i say it that way.
0: That's awesome. It almost sounds like yeah. And so now it sounds like it's the beginning versus what most people would think the voice would be the end of something, yeah, right? Absolutely. And so I think that's uh super awesome. The other thing you said is I have a per like you had a purpose while you were there the second time, you know what I mean? It's like, I know, you know, I know why I'm here. And so the intent in your mindset was totally, totally different. You know what I mean? So I think that's like the key point, man. It all starts in the brain. It all starts with Mm -hmm. preparation and like what you do, you know? And so the two different mentalities that you had, I can't say 100% that's the reason why you had the outcome you did, but I can, I can, I feel pretty confident saying that's probably why. And also for the yeah. listeners, he didn't just get one chair turned. He got three, three, right? <laughs> was up three? Yeah, three? It was three. We'll put a link to the, to the uh, actual show. They were actually fighting. They were fighting over, over awesome. my boy here. So it was really good, but uh, yeah, enough about that. So let's move on a little bit to like, let's talk a little bit about, so we talked about not sacrificing the things you love. Tell us a little bit about your story with you and Kylie. Kylie is Matt's wife and uh just how y'all kind of got started because i i really like uh, your story i'm gonna say this because i've heard you say this before it's probably not like fully the route you thought things were gonna go you know and so but it's beautiful all at the same time right and so yeah. just seeing y'all grow and all that stuff so tell us like from your perspective you know how you and kylie met and then like i think that's gonna be a good segue into where i want to go next
1: yeah yeah so it, it could be a long story, but I'll kind of just like trim it down a little bit. I was 19. Kylie was 18. We were dating. She was just out of high school. I was a year out of high school. We started talking. We were dating and uh, <laughs> it got physical. And uh, man, I remember it was probably September, October of 2009, her telling me, hey, I think I'm pregnant. And gosh, <laughs> and how how old were you in 2009? I was 19. She was 18. Yeah. So, man, when you hear those words at 19, I, golly, I, I just, I, I can't describe how that feels and the things that started going through my head. And, man, I'm going to be a dad and, and a husband. And, and we, we loved each other. And we just, we sped up marriage. We, we got married really quick and uh, found ourselves in our first apartment, which was tiny, a little one bedroom our first couch we found in an alley we just covered it hand me down just bed and dresser and TV it, it was like man i remember waking up like the f- first night and just staring out the window like gosh what is happening like this is real life like man it all hit me and working through marriage man like marriage is is a is a challenge in and of itself married with a kid at 19 is like Oh my gosh. Like that was the first, you know, but here's what I'll say. That moment defined the rest of my life. And I'm either going to succumb to what could be failure or I'm going to fight for what I believe in and what I love and what I cherish. And we fought for our marriage. and, And man, we got around a community after about two or three years, just fighting back and forth. And it was really hard for us, but we got around a good community, had good friends. And then at seven years, all of our friends got together and put on a vow renewal for us and sent us on a honeymoon because, man, when we were 19, we went to the JP (laughs) and like laughed our way through the whole thing. You know, we were like, what are we doing? You know, we had a vow renewal at seven years and we got to go to Cabo and it was just all paid for by our friends and just we had a community around us. But like I said, I want to go back to failure is only failure when you allow it to be Failure can be success when when you learn and when you use it and you leverage it for success. And so what I love about the podcast and even just the, the overarching statement of I don't have to sacrifice for success. I didn't have to walk out on my family to get a chair turn or to chase music or to run, uh, run into real estate. Like Actually, and I said this kind of in the beginning, I'm of the mindset that I bring them with me. And I am just as much a champion of my wife as she is of me. She does design. Kylie does design. I am just as much a champion of her design as she was for me at The Voice, right? My boys, our life, and this is going to sound terrible, and people might agree with me, disagree with me on this, but my life doesn't revolve around my kids' schedule necessarily. And that was just something that we determined very early on is, you know, I read this in a book. The greatest detriment to a child is an unlived life of a parent. And a guy used a story of going camping. It, was, it wasn't a real story, but he used this hypothetically. He went camping with his son who was now out of high school and college, and they were talking, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but basically the, the, the dad says, man, look what I did for you. I, I worked so hard. I worked 80 hours a week, and I put in to provide for you to go to college and to school and the and the son looks at the dad and says but you didn't do one thing that I wanted to see you do and that was live your dream. And I man I read that and was like holy crap like that gosh I want my boys to see a dad that despite the elements despite the the things around me a dad that pushes through for the things that he believes in. And uh, that's what I mean by bringing my family along with me and I don't have to sacrifice time with them and I don't have to sacrifice Really, anything with them in order to do what I believe in and what I feel called to do, and so I know that was really long, but no, I love it. I get it. real passionate about that because I think about that all the time.
0: I love it. I like what you said. I kind of want to roll back to what you said about uh, not letting a failure, because I'm wondering when you were, whenever you y'all had Shane. Shane is your oldest son. Uh, is is Matt's oldest son? Whenever y'all had Shane, did you see that? as a failure at that time, or was that something you like reflected on at the end? And you were like, no, this isn't, which I know like you draw inspiration off of that now. But what I like to talk about is like, what did you feel in that moment? You know, I know you probably felt lost. You felt like you didn't know what was going on, but is that something you kind of grew through to fight through? Because that's where like the nugget is, right. It's like, what happened in that instant to get you through, yeah. to get you through that you and Kylie through that.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was a combination of of uh, choosing like <laughs> man, it just and I'm learning this right now. Like I, I do not have all the answers on this, but choosing success. Like again, I don't even know how to I wouldn't even know how to train this, but you're either going to succumb or you're gonna overcome, right? And the elements were I have a kid on the way, I'm now a husband. I'm either going to succumb to those elements. And again, every test I take is future. And I, we as humans have the ability to picture ourselves into the future. What is the outcome of this if I choose this, right? Which is a beautiful attribute of being a human. And the outcome of me walking out on my family just because it was hard was not very beautiful. Like it was disgusting and ugly and lonely. And that really wasn't even in me. Like I... I don't know. I, I just, I can't think of a defining like moment in time. It was the process of waking up every day and even through the fights and the failures and not having much money and, and all of that, just going, just choosing to press on one more day, like just one more day. I actually wrote a song. One of my first songs I wrote for Kylie for our 10 year anniversary is called barely getting by. It's on Spotify, iTunes, and that whole song was that story of us barely making it, but just looking back, I wouldn't have God can imagine succumbing to the elements and failing so and obviously, like when you see your kid, <laughs> when Shane was there in the hospital after I almost passed out and everything, I'm thinking, holy crap, this is another element of like I can't allow this to fail like. And another thing, too, I said that just plays a part in that is I follow Jesus like I'm I'm a Christian. And that was the main thing that that held me was knowing that Jesus has walked through even worse things and overcame like that for me was such a great reminder that this is that's not a burden that I was meant to carry. Like Jesus carries that burden for us and and uh, and gave us the strength to press on. And so now looking back, we're going on 12 years it's insane to even think about. I don't know. Our our mindset is way different. We've grown so much. We gosh, it's just now I'm sitting here on this podcast, just thinking, just thinking back over the last 12 years and how much our mindset has just shifted together. So,
0: yeah, that's awesome, man. And I would say like, as I've been interviewing people, the thing that's made cool is like, even as you talk about like your, your voice experience, right? Like the first time then overcoming for the second time, like that, Having a son at that age, getting married at that age is part of the reason why you're able to overcome that situation. That's a lot yeah. of pressure in that situation for, you know, a lot of people don't get that experience. But like I said, but those experiences are one in the past, you know? And so depending on how you reflect on them and and how you go through them and with your commitment. So what I think about when I see that with you is I see commitment, right. To your, to Kylie, to your, to Shane and also Owen as well. Owen wasn't there then, but like that's commitment and perseverance. Right. And so it's not the happenings of what goes on. That's going to dictate what I do. It's my commitment to what I, what I want to, what I want to get into. So I love that, man. I love that story. So now you're in a little bit of real estate, right? So everybody loves real estate, man. Let's talk a little (laughs) bit about real estate. So you just got your license here in what? We're now in uh, March 2021. You got your license in, was it August or September?
1: I think it was September, end of September of 20.
0: September of 20. So you're going on like six months. And so um, having a little bit of success here, you've already surpassed what the average agent does in their first year of real estate and so you are operating at a high level here I got like been on the voice you're a great you know great singer songwriter and now uh, jumping into the real estate field here tell me a little bit about how that's been getting into a new career that you weren't previously in learning new things and then you know trying to support a family and like you said before following your dream.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? You know, I, I didn't wake up one day when I was 15 or 16 and say, yeah, I want to be a real estate agent. That's, the, that's what I want to give my life to. Uh, it was all about music. But again, <laughs> I'm going to just keep using this. I've never used this phrase before, but succumbing to the elements, man. We've got bills to pay. Like we've got a life that we want to live. Like, music is not free like to do music is not free i've got to make it happen i've got to pay producers i've got to pay for studio time eventually we want to move and get a and, and get more in proximity of of um, creatives and that all takes money and real estate it was just a natural fit for me just cuz i love people i know a lot of people i've been fortunate enough to have i think the success that i'm having right now in real estate comes from you know I started out with you with you Jacoby which taught me so much just right off the bat so it's it's a combination of that it's years and years of planting in this community and knowing people and building trust and friendships and relationships I will say in, in just in complete confidence like doing a good job just going one step further than the average person and treating people right and being kind learning. And I have no problem telling clients like, Hey, I don't know the answer to that question. I will find it out though. And so success, like it, it it has been a success so far. Like I think right now I have, it started out great. And then December and January was like, eh, I didn't have really anything. Then February hit and March. Gosh. And I have seven closings in the next month. And I'm like, (laughs) Three that could potentially close like that—it just blows my mind how quick it happens. But real estate is—is is a lot of your demographic people in real estate. Would you say, listeners? No, yeah, listeners.
0: Yeah, we got a we got a large yeah a large audience. It's agents for sure. So yeah. okay,
1: dude, real estate is just crazy. <laughs> the <laughs> first time I sat with Jacoby because uh, we started out on the same team. The first time I sat with Jacoby, he was like, I just remember you sitting back in your chair just laughing, and you were just like. Man, real estate is crazy. And I was thinking, what does that mean? Aren't you just selling houses, dude? (laughs) But golly, it is the craziest thing. One of the craziest things I think I've ever done, but I love it, man. I love the challenge. I love, man, I just love intense moments. I love when something feels like it's going to fall apart, but that it ends up coming together. I just love that, man. It's just weird, but yeah. You know, I find myself, I'll be honest. I like to just keep it real. Like I find myself sometimes thinking, why am I doing real estate? Like, what am I doing? This has nothing to do with music. This isn't my dream. This isn't what I'm trying to do. But again, it's a mindset. It's its what you make it. I could succumb to that every day, but it's a choice of going, I get to do real estate. Like I get to help people. It's very selfish for me to go, God, I hate helping people, man. Like, why am I doing this? my whole passion and drive in music is to help people and to add value to people. And so real estate's just another, another channel for me to do that. And so I've experienced moments of failure and gosh, almost got to closing and backing out and all that stuff, man. It's just, you just, it's a mindset. It's an everyday mindset of just showing up and, and doing my best and, I was going to say, I think you painted me a lot better than I actually am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's always interesting to see how people perceive you and then what your perception of yourself is. Right. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I always love hearing how people get into real estate because I never, when I was just thinking about this last night, I, uh, I was, because I was wanting to do a social media post about it. I like to do posts that like, bring up memories for people. And so I was just thinking about when I was little, like Carter and Braden's age, like, what did I want to be when I grew up? Like what I am right now is no, it's nowhere where (laughs) I was planning on being like, I wanted to be a cop or a fireman. And then at one point I wanted to be the president. And then obviously I wanted to play football. Right. And so it's like nowhere in there was like, I want to be a realtor. Like, I just want to help people sell houses. And then once you get into real estate, you realize Showing houses, and that is probably, I don't know, 10% of the whole job, you know? And so you're really, but really what it comes down to, what I like about it is it is relationships, right? And so we talk about relationships a lot on this podcast. And that's really what I think it comes down to is like you're in a relationship business, which I think is why you're doing so well and you're going to do so well at it is because you just have to want to help people. And most people that I see that are really, really good. They just like to help people, which is why teachers are usually good realtors because they're just good at taking care of people and taking care of little people. Anybody that can take care of like first graders, second graders, all that, you can definitely take care of a real (laughs) estate transaction because. Oh
1: my (laughs) God. That's kind of how it is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs)
0: totally. You've got, you know, high emotions and uh, an asset that you've worked your whole life to actually purchase, you know, and somebody's entrusting you to that. So. So yeah, man. So you've been doing you've done really good. What do you think has helped you make that transition over to? So the, the one thing I really liked that you said is you've got bills to pay and you've got a, a family to lead, which is really why you're you're doing real estate. But I think it, it, it keeps coming back to the same thing of like your mindset on things. Is that what you think is helping you become successful to the point where you're at right now?
1: Yeah, man. I just I constantly, even to a detriment sometimes, I'm sure some of your listeners have read Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey, just a great book to read on life in general. But I remember him saying in there something along the lines of, "of and I kind of internalize this, my greatest fear is climbing the ladder of success only to realize it's leaning against the wrong wall. <laughs> and it's like getting to the end of your life and you've done all these things and you look back and you go, well, well crap, that.'" success to me was the destination. And now I'm here and man, I wish I could go back in time and redo because it's not all about those things. Like even growing up, like what you said, I want to be a police officer for me. It was like all these things. Well, you can become those things, but at the end of the day, who are you? What kind of man are you? Like, what value are you adding to your family? Who are you raising up? Who is going to replace you? Like, those are the things I'm starting to think about where I, I didn't think about that all the time and I just got off track, but I, I, I just love stuff like this because yesterday I was sitting in a group. We started a little alpha group for it's a church group that we just started. And one of the guys in my group was 78, <laughs> 78 years old. And uh, his name was Dennis. And we're talking about life. Alpha is all about asking hard life questions. And, and uh, Dennis looked around the table and he said, I just lost my best friend as my my wife of 60 years. I just lost her. And just the look on his face. And he said, that's why I'm sitting at this table, because I just want to let you guys know that I have spent my entire life building business and making money, but all I want is one more day. And dude, (laughs) I'm about to lose it on this podcast. (laughs) Just thinking, he goes, at the end of your life, When you're my age, all you want is one more day with that person. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, I just got slapped. And I've been thinking about that all night, even coming into this podcast. And so, man, I even forgot your question. But it's just a mentality every day of reorienting and almost fighting against the natural. My natural bend is to be comfortable, right? My natural bend is to not want to work out. It's to not want to put in the hard work. It's to not stretch my voice to try that hard thing. That's not natural for me. I don't know about you guys, but me, I want to go take a nap and I wanna eat. Like that's all I want to do and just like chill with my family. But at the end of my life, that I've squandered the gifts that were given to me. And so that's how I view real estate. Like I've been given a gift to help people and to think and to negotiate and and I wanna steward that well. I mean It almost takes the title of being a real estate out of it, an agent. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It all comes down. Yeah, I think it all comes down to that in the very end. I think we all have a desire for that, right? And so that's really why we came up with this podcast is like Jerry and I, we were just having so many conversations with people in different masterminds and groups we were in and most of the groups we're in everybody's talking about being successful or making money because you have to, you have to work, you have to make money. That's just the world we live in right now. But the, the struggle there is how do you not give your life away to things that you don't like, that don't matter. Like you said, that the ladder is on the wrong wall. Right. And then you get to that point and you're like, man, like I saw this so much when I was in the, in the military like you, you always have to go to like retirement ceremonies in the military. And like the first thing anybody says that retires, they like, they always apologize to their family first, because it's a sacrifice in the military. You're gone long extended periods of time. And they're like, sorry, I missed football games. Sorry. I missed, you know, these whatever birthdays or whatever. And, um, I think that's the thing you have to look at and there's nothing wrong with doing those things. But I think where the problem comes in is when you don't, choose those things. Right. It's like, you just let it happen to you rather than you actually thinking about what you want and how you should live your life. And so like, obviously for us, obviously we're Christ followers. So that's the thing that we live our life for. But the one thing that I want to get out to people is like, be cognizant of what you're giving your life to. And you have that choice. You can give it to whatever you want but don't let it be by chance. You want to yeah. you actually make that decision yourself. And at the end of your life, like there's one thing we cannot get back, which I really like that story that you shared that that guy said is you can't get back more time, you know? And so you have to value your time. And that's like the one thing that's precious that we never know how much time we got left. I could be at 90% right now, you know, you yeah. know, I think I'm going to live to be whatever 80% You know, I'm 36, 37 could be my last years, but a lot of times people don't think about that, you know? And so that's why I like having these conversations, man, this is absolutely awesome, man. I love talking to you because you're a real reflective person. I love uh, hearing your thoughts on things. I think you think deep about things. I also think we're like kindred spirits, but you're an artist. I'm not an artist, so I always love the way (laughs) artist brains work, you know, the way you think about things and like create things and all that. And so I really enjoyed the conversation with you. Is there anything else that you'd like to add or is there anything that we missed or we should have talked about that we didn't or that you want to, you know, kind of
1: bring up? Man, not really. I I would just I would just end by saying this is also a seven habits of highly effective people. Live proactively, not reactively. And that's a that's it's just choosing to live life that is either gonna happen to you or you're gonna make it happen. You know what I mean? And I'm reminded, even through all of this, words from Jesus, such a great teacher. What profits a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? It's such a it's such a balance in the middle of this rat race in the world we live in. And I am just as much as you I can succumb to the rat race, the make all the money, the success, success, success. But if I can't, if I'm not defining success rightly, then I will get to the end of my life and look back almost like Dennis is doing the man I talked about and say, gosh, I gained the whole world. I gained it all, but I forfeited and I sacrificed the things that matter most. So yeah, man, I, I would end with that. It's been such a great conversation. I I could talk on and on about stuff like this, And I just, I'm grateful for you guys for putting this out into the world and and hopefully it helps and encourages other people. I
0: know it will, man. So I appreciate it. The other thing is where can people find you? We're definitely going to put the resources up. But uh, like I said, if you have not heard matt sang i'm not even gonna say sing if you haven't heard this brother sang then you really need to check him out every time he puts something out on instagram or something andrea and i will be like in the bed and then she'll throw like a little instagram like short clip or whatever up i'm like is that matt and she's like yeah it's matt
1: i'm like yeah
0: and so uh you gotta hear him sing but uh, where can people find you at and if they want to connect with you where can they connect with you
1: Man, I'm all over social media. You just kind of have to be. I'm on Instagram, Matt New, Facebook, Matt New, Twitter, Matt New. I recently got on TikTok, which is actually taking off. It's kind of crazy. TikTok is exploding. Me and my wife are, man, we, between us, I think we have 60,000 followers, which is just crazy. It's not very nice. good for TikTok. But if you're on TikTok, look us up on TikTok. Everything's under Matt New. Um, and dude, if you want to reach out to me, it's just Music at gmail. .com. I don't know if people use email anymore or just slide into the DMs. I'm always, on, I'm always on social media. I'd love to connect with anybody that would like to.
0: Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you being on and uh, we look forward to hollering at you soon. All right, man. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Jerry and Jacoby podcast. If you walked away with something of value, we hope you'll share it with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast so you get notification of all
1: new episodes.